All right, so, Joe. Anna. <laughs> Another episode of High Points Voices Discovered. I was, I'm so excited about this episode. I mean, I love everything that the Art Gallery at Congdon Yards tag is, right. is doing. You got the name right. I did, I know. For those those who maybe don't know. It's it, the it, old theater art galleries. The old theater art galleries. I've, I, I want to ask, I should have asked Jeff, was that just happenstance, good coincidence, that they were able to pivot on the name and creative thinking exactly yes would expect nothing less from the folks at tag that's right so yeah we had a great conversation with executive director jeff horney about tag and their new space yeah it's an incredible space and you know i my wife is an art history major Oh, so i learned a lot of art history mm -hmm. from her mm -hmm. um but really what i love about this episode is jeff yeah like Absolutely. that's what drew me in mm -hmm. to tag and why I started getting involved in tag. Like the art is beautiful, yeah, but it's the community of people that Jeff has cultivated. Yeah, um, even more than being a connoisseur of art, yeah. I think he is a real cultivator of community, and I he agree. has brought incredible people in to his board, to his events. Like you start talking to Jeff, and you just. Like, give me more, Jeff. Like, I want to hear the passion, why he does what he does. Like, that's what I think is great about this podcast. Gain to listen to him. Gain to listen to all, all the people we get to interview. I agree. I mean, and so much, so much accessibility that they're offering to the arts, right? Like, it could be, it can, art can be one of those things that feels very gatekept and very, you know, you have to be an mm -hmm. artist to appreciate it or you have to have some sort of, you know, pre-qualification. That's so not the experience that TAG offers. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited uh, for everyone to be able to experience TAG in the capacity of being downtown. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's really a huge part of, I think, what our uh, guests shared last week, Julie Hill and Rachel Collins, about what the space of Congdon Yards is doing. And I think TAG is such a natural extension of that, um, that they have this space and now we have art centralized in downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus you're an Enneagram 4, so like... Yeah. Art is your thing, it's, right? Yeah. The first day that TAG was open... <laughs> I was walking into the into my because it's in the bottom level basically right. of yeah. where both of our like offices are. Our offices are. are right over tag. So I, I remember I walked in and I was talking to Teresa and walking through the space and I walked out and I had this like very Enneagram Four moment where I just stood there and I teared up a little bit <laughs> and I texted my boyfriend and I was like, I get to walk past an art gallery every day on my way to work. That's my dream come true. Like yeah, just right. to be able to take a lunch break and just like be in the art gallery space. Mm -hmm. So exciting. And uh, I think it's something that even people who aren't Enneagram 4s are going to really appreciate about uh, arts community. Uh, and for all the non-Enneagram people <laughs> who are listening, at some point we'll have to do a whole podcast on Enneagram. We'll just do a separate we podcast. Will just, it will be the Enneagrams of High Point. And we, Ooh. Will, we will go find Enneagrams for... Joe, don't tempt me with a good time. I, I want to do the Enneagrams of High Point now. I know, I'm telling you. But uh, I mean, that's having that space, yeah. as you'll hear is transforming our community. Absolutely. We are a community of creatives. We are a community of creators. And we've got to have the arts. Like that is just critical uh, to a vibrant community. And nobody tells that story better than Jeff. Absolutely. Excited to listen. Yeah.
Hey, Jeff. Good to see you. Good morning. Good to see you. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here with us on High Point's Voices Discovered. Um, we're so excited to learn more about TAG and about you and about the arts community in High Point. So can we get started by you just introducing um, yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about how long you've been in High Point and how you're involved in the High Point community today? Yeah, so I'm a High Point native, um, went through public schools here, then went to Chapel Hill for college, uh, was away briefly, swore I would never come back to High Point, and sure enough, I came back. Uh, I started out actually in uh television, worked in Channel 8 for three and a half years, and then ended up in the family business. So that's what really kept me in High Point. Uh, so as a High Point native, I have seen a lot of changes uh, in my lifetime and uh, ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to say that we are really on an upswing and a lot of things are coming together, taking root. So it's an exciting time to to be in High Point. Yeah, Absolutely. So when when did you come into TAG? Uh, next week, it'll be 11 years. Oh. I have retired from a family business, and for about six months, it was great. Uh, no pressure, uh, good, but then, you know, I sort of got depressed. It was, <laughs> you know, I was too young to not do anything. So mm -hmm. TAG was at a point of a lot of transition, and uh, so it was an opportunity that was presented to me that uh, uh, really was a win-win. It was great for me. It's been great for TAG. Uh, so yeah, 11 years. Can you talk a little bit about like what your background is? Were you involved in arts? What has, what has your background in the creative arts been that led you to, you know, lead such an arts effort in High Point? Yeah, I'm just an appreciator. You know, I'm not an artist myself. Um, I was, um, um, involved in a family business that was design oriented. We designed and manufactured advertising displays mm -hmm. uh, and merchandising aids for mm -hmm. uh, consumer goods manufacturers. So I had an art department in my job. I was working with design teams and making sales pitches. And mm -hmm. so I was in that arena and very visually oriented. And my wife and I love to collect art. We started mm -hmm. actually at the tag galas back when we were a lot younger uh that's kind of how we got you know every year we go to tag gate and we buy a painting or two and that's how we began to collect and since then we've um, uh, had a good time mm -hmm. on our travels mm -hmm. out and about uh collecting and and uh so we i'm an appreciator uh not trained in mm -hmm. art uh but certainly uh appreciate it and have tried to uh bring a business sense to what we're doing yeah well you've got a good eye mm -hmm. you always have great stuff here i mean when i first got to know tag it was theater art galleries i think that's probably what a lot of people who've heard of tag still associate with theater art galleries um tell me a little bit about the origin of tag the mission like where where it came from like what spouted it and we're we're going to get to all the transformation that's yeah. been going on recently but give us a little bit of the backstory about where it came from and yeah, why, so why you took the job to begin with. So it goes back to 1975 when the uh, new uh, furniture showroom building was built on Commerce Street. Uh, prior to that, uh, that block had City Block and the Paramount Movie Theater, where I used to attend movies when I was little growing up, and the fire station. And that block uh, had been there for many years. The theater had gone out of business, and so... The city had actually passed a, a bond referendum to 
up with the Paramount Theater into a municipal facility. And uh, that was on track to happen. And the powers that be with the market needed more showroom space. So they worked to deal with the city to build this uh, 11, 12 story building that would include a theater and gallery space on the first floor uh, in exchange for, you know, having the rights to build the building. So that was 1975. The uh, galleries were originally programmed by the High Point Arts Council. Mm -hmm. And then in 1992, TAG became an independent 501c3, really a grassroots organization. It was not part of the uh, theater. It wasn't part of the Arts Council. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't part of the city, although mm -hmm. we do get a, a grant every year from the city for about 10% of our, our budget. Uh, but really a grassroots organization, uh, and which has really served us well. We've had a lot of freedom, a lot of mm -hmm. flexibility in how we operate and how we program. Uh, we're a very nimble organization, just three of us on staff. Yeah. Uh, so we were, uh, yeah, we were in, uh, in the High Point Theater until February of this year. Can you just kind of give us a, you know, soundbite summary of the mission of TAG and what from that nonprofit 501c3 lens you want to do in the High Point community? Sure. So we have really have two arms, exhibits and education. Mm -hmm. uh, in our gallery space, we have exhibits for uh, professional artists, typically from North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, mm -hmm. uh, that sort of a region. Although we have had group shows and called artists where we've had uh, art from all over the country mm -hmm. and uh, even as far away as Switzerland. Wow. Uh, but it, that involves a lot of shipping and it gets very complicated. So it's a lot simpler for us to, and there's plenty to draw from in, in this region. Uh, we also, in terms of exhibit, uh, do student ex exhibitions, and we can talk about that a little bit more. Uh, and then um, education. We um, heretofore in the theater with limited space, most of our outreach was in the community. We work mm -hmm. with the Boys and Girls Clubs mm -hmm. uh, at several of their locations, some of the public schools. Mm -hmm. We have art clubs at Northwood and some other schools um, after school. And then we do adult classes and and workshops and things through the year. So really exhibits and education are two, two focuses. Well, and that, I mean, those focuses have, uh, let's say exploded in this new space. Uh, so you've, you've now rebranded as the art gallery at Congdon Yards. Uh, the one and only. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, say a little bit about well, we the transformation. Like like, you like, know, with our move, um, and I can talk about that, uh, with our move here to Congdon Yards, we felt like, being tagged theater art galleries since 1975 we had a lot of equity in that yeah so when it came to moving we didn't want to lose tag so we just changed the theater to the mm -hmm. and added at congdon yards as a tagline to be used uh, as needed so we're still tagged yeah uh, but now the uh, the art gallery at congdon yards so in the previous space was there kind of this you know we we're in one of the classroom studio development spaces and there's how many in this space three so we had three separate galleries okay. there um and and an additional hallway gallery so we had the the space was split up in smaller smaller chunks but was there this level of i guess like classroom workable no. space no. so what's no. that been like i mean how is that changing kind of that programming direction just having 
all of this beautiful space to work in. Well, it's a real game changer. And that was one of the, the, the things that we really looked at when we talked about move moving. Uh, it really began about four years ago when things began to kind of start percolating over mm-hmm. at Congdon Yards and mm-hmm. uh, the plan kept changing, the players kept changing, and mm-hmm. I would kind of stay close to whoever was in charge at the time. <laughs> so, you know, keep our name, keep our name uh, front and center and in the loop. And it was really um, once we were far enough along and things, the Congdons got involved and things really, really grew, we went mm-hmm. to the Congdon Family Foundation and shared our vision with them about what we wanted to do and what we thought we could bring, you know, yeah. to the equation here. And they um, bought in and, and supported us to an extent that we were able to make that transition from the um, um, theater to to here. So we have 11,000 feet um, um, gallery space, half of it, and then the other half, uh, we have three classrooms. Uh, and student exhibition space and our hands-on studio where kids can come and mm-hmm. and have self-directed activities. So um, in terms of programming, it's night and day. Mm-hmm. So we began in February putting out some classes for adults and kids and trying to, you know, test the waters to see what people wanted, what what the what the demand was. And so we have just we're wrapping up uh, summer camps here mm-hmm. and that's been wonderful. Um, nine weeks of uh, happy little voices coming and going every day. <laughs> and um, uh, we're looking forward to coming out with a really structured, thorough mm-hmm. uh, set of classes that we can can put out. Uh, so we're really, we really want to know what the community wants mm-hmm. because as I said, we're a nimble organization and uh, the classes are structured so that we contract with teachers, instructors, artists yeah. to come in and conduct these classes on a per class or mm-hmm. per uh, mm-hmm. series of classes basis. So we can do anything, uh, anything we want to do. Um, so we're just, we've got a tiger by the tail, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember talking to Megan uh, Oglesby about your all's move into this mm-hmm. space. And so you occupy this first floor of the factory building, uh, which on one side is underground, mm-hmm. right? So there aren't windows and it's like, well, you know, what do you do? What fits in this kind of space? You don't want an office down here. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's not ideal for a big office space. But for a place where you need to control lighting, like an art gallery, it could yeah. be a really good space. And then, you know, part of it was thinking about this whole campus and the downtown development and what are the pieces that you have to have in a vibrant kind of downtown community. And one of the big ones that wasn't here was the arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, I mean, I think that's the the gift and the energy that you all bring in. I mean, I, we were just over listening to um, High Point talk about its new brand, right? The city has put all this time in doing year of research, thinking about its brand. And it's like, you know, we are a city of makers. We're a creative city. We are the design center city. So we've got to have the arts like front and center like that's who we are we have all these creatives and mm-hmm. i wonder if you'd just say a little bit about like your you know yeah i i know you've got a uh, a pitch on the importance of the arts to community <laughs> <laughs> i know that i know that one comes yeah. out quick like give us the pitch like why is it so important for this downtown development for this city to have the arts like right here in the heart of it yeah all? yeah and if you look around any community that's having success with revitalization 
there's a strong arts component. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, public art has a big role to play in that. And we have been a partner with other agencies and groups in trying to get public art. The kinetic sculptures that are in the market district, oh, yeah. you're seeing more and more murals. And I think with public art, when you when you drive into a city and you see public art, whether it's sculptures or murals, mm-hmm. uh, it, it just sends a signal there's something going on. There's a, it right. brings a vitality with it. Uh, in terms of economic development, you've just got to have it. Can you imagine uh, having success without without the arts um, and quality of life is essential. I mean, we all want the richness that the arts bring, whether it's music or art or theater. I mean, it just brings uh, such a such a vitality to the community. You know, I've got two grown daughters, and when they were younger, we took them everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, to expose them to music and art and theater mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And now they're grown. Uh, with children and they're replicating what we did you know yeah they're they're enjoying the same kinds of things it just brings a fullness of life mm. and so we talk about people moving to a community um, those are one of the things that look like you know education of course is is, yeah. is key and those there are issues there that mm-hmm. need to be addressed uh, but the arts are an important part of it you know I look at my girls and I'm thinking well maybe you know we have these conversations of things, if things continue to move in that direction, uh, maybe this would be a place that they would, would come back to. My younger daughter went to Wofford, and so she's been out about 10 years, mm-hmm. and we watched Spartanburg. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. all these yeah. things that they were doing 10 years ago, um, planting seeds that are coming to fruition, and now 10 years later, when we go to visit, because mm-hmm. she lives there now, uh, we can see what has really mm-hmm. taken root. And so the same thing here. I feel like Hot Point's a little bit of a faster track. I mean, there's a a lot of an intentional effort yeah. being made to enhance quality of life, and I just think the arts have such a big role to play. And so we think that we're a key player mm-hmm. in that, not only in the Congdon Yards complex and the Catalyst yeah. project mm-hmm. and the social district, but the city as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it's always a challenge to bring in more than just the city center. You know, we want North High Point to mm-hmm. feel a part of High Point. And so what can we do here that's unique mm-hmm. that will draw them here to High Point Center rather than going to Greensboro or, or, mm-hmm. or Winston or uh, something like that? I mean, I just think of the some of the events that you've had here, your grand mm-hmm. opening, uh, your gala, just the vibrance of the number of people that get drawn into this space. And then... You know, my daughter has taken uh, one of the summer classes yeah. already. She signed up for next week's class as well. Good. Um, loves coming in. And when I've walked the kids through, you always have in this back art gallery, um, youth art. You have middle school, high school art. And every time we've come through, we've seen the art of one of the kids that our kids know. Yeah. And I think it's so cool okay. when they see like, oh my gosh, my friend's art's up on the wall. Yeah. yeah, and that's an important part of our mission is being being inclusive uh, of of all ages uh, in in what we do. We so in our new uh, space here, we have a wonderful gallery that allows us to do a good job mm-hmm. of presenting a lot of art. We will rotate through the year. We'll do a, a elementary school show, a middle school show, a high school show. Coming up, we have an uh, 
artists who teach, which is an art teacher's mm. show oh, coming wow. up. Awesome. Um, but the kids, you know, when we did our elementary school, um, I think we have about 18 schools participating in that. So these kids come, they bring their parents, their grandparents, and siblings they are taking pictures. They may have just one piece in the show with, you know, a whole gallery full, but they are excited and proud. And mm-hmm. so I think that early exposure um, is so key in uh, in developing a, a love for the for the arts. I was going to say, I mean, the benefits of being involved in arts, especially from a young age, are huge, right? Like there's so much psychological impact and there's all kinds of different mental health benefits and self-expression and self-confidence. Um, and even just you mentioning parents and grandparents coming through, I mean, what a huge recruitment retention effort for people who have families who maybe want to relocate to High Point to know that there are these opportunities. You know, in thinking about that new brand that the city has really started working through, you know, one of the big things that we talk a lot about is inspiring creative. That Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you have to be a typical visual artist who, you know, creates something Mm -hmm. with pen and paper, paint and paper. Um, What would you say to someone who maybe would say, oh, I'm not creative. I don't need to be involved in the arts. I'll be that someone. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, I'm not creative. You do not want me drawing anything. (laughs) But you know, you're putting judgment on what what the product is the, the, mm. it's all about the process and we have you know we have all skill levels that participate in our classes and you've got every class has got a couple of star students but everybody who participates it's about the process mm. it, you know it's an opportunity to be creative to express mm. themselves to relax just to get away and uh you're not necessarily gonna produce a painting that you're gonna put on your wall mm. <laughs> you might Mm-hmm. But it's all about the process and, and certainly for those who have some talent to progress and, and move forward. Um, I love that. I love the ownership that we can all take in being creative in the city, um, even if it's not through the typical means or or right. uh, or some kind of, you know, finished product. Just that opportunity to kind of use a side of our brain that we don't always like that does enhance our community. It does enhance um, what we have to offer. So, And for adults, it often gets kind of squashed out of you mm-hmm. as you come through mm-hmm. life. And so it's an opportunity to kind of re-explore mm. your creative side and uh, I love that. as an adult, yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> just thinking about some of the shows that you've had in the main gallery space and, you know, I feel like I can appreciate <laughs> and see like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is incredible. Like, I could never create that sort of thing, but yeah. it is inspiring to see what people can create and the number of artists that are in our community because uh, you bring a number of local artists and people that, I know, and I didn't realize they had these gifts. Um, yeah, people love to see really their cool to friends see and neighbors participate. When we do our annual fundraising gala every yeah. May, uh, we have uh, usually about 60 artists participate in that, all levels. A lot of local people who uh, are, um, you know, very degrees of talent, yeah. uh, and then in addition to some really yeah. professional artists. Um, but in our exhibits, we try to have a wide variety of what we present. Yeah. Um, and we are very intentional about being more than just paintings on the wall. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's what we have, and that's a yeah. great thing. But we have been intentional about doing other things, trying to tie in with our design community. Yes. Not mm-hmm. only here in High Point, but, you know, on a bigger scale. Yeah. Um High Point, as you said, is so full of creatives, and so we need to tap into that and support that. 
We've done several uh, collaborative efforts with the International Society of Furniture Designers. Mm. Um, the first exhibit we did was uh, an exhibit of 22 iconic chairs uh, that were selected for the exhibit. And then each chair was taken by a professional photographer from Alderman's and photographed in a unique setting um, out in the woods, on a rooftop, all over. And those photographs were enlarged and displayed with the pieces of furniture oh, in the cool. gallery, uh, which was a very interesting, mm -hmm. fun exhibit. And then we yeah. did it again with tables. Uh, and we've also worked with them in exhibiting their uh, makers competition, innovation and design, which we have done a, a couple of times here. And so you've got these makers, some are professionals, some are students, and um, they design and make the work and they are works of art, really mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah, that I mean, that innovation and design uh, competition mm -hmm. that happened during the spring market. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember walking in and seeing oh my gosh, it was incredible. just these incredible pieces mm -hmm. of furniture. I didn't realize they were students that were yeah. designing them and thinking, yeah. and these are students all over the country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So some of them I'm thinking the shipping on this must be outrageous of course. Uh, <laughs> to, to get these things here because you had big tables and chairs and lamps that were just I mean, so creative in their design. And I was talking with uh, David Blair, who was saying that some of the students mm -hmm. have shown art here, been noticed by industry and been hired locally by companies yeah. that are here in High Point. And so it, you know, he was talking about it as a way of attracting young professionals into our community because mm -hmm. this is the place that they got noticed. Yeah. And I just thought that was such a cool connection between the kind of creative furniture industry and then what you're doing here at TAG. Mm -hmm. And we see that as a part of our mission, you know, to be, have a broad base of, uh, mm -hmm. of uh, types of things that we can exhibit. One of my favorite exhibits that we did uh, also design related was with Paul Taswell. Paul was, is a costume designer, lives in New York, mm. and he did the costumes for Hamilton, won a Tony Award for oh, that. Right. Wow. He did the costumes for The Wiz on TV, won an Emmy Award for that. Uh, he was nominated for an Oscar for West Side Story, the Steven Spielberg remake that was done a couple of years ago. Uh, and his mother lives, this came through Pat Plaxico, if you remember Pat. Oh, yeah. His mother lives in Ashboro, and she's fabulous. She has illustrated some children's books. So mm -hmm. we went to her and said, we would love for you to do an exhibit, you know, of your artwork. And do you think Paul might, you know, do a little something here? She said, oh, yeah, Paul will, you know, he'll do something. <laughs> so we thought we might have a costume or two or, or, or an original design drawing. I'm not sure. Well, the next thing I knew, we got word that we were receiving 15 costumes uh, shipped down from New York. So we had we had uh, five costumes from Hamilton, three costumes from The Wiz, uh, two costumes from Jesus Christ Superstar when it was live on TV and Showboat. So we had 15 costumes. He actually sent someone down to set it up in the in the gallery. So we had Paul in the main gallery, and we had his mom upstairs so you know reaching out beyond the norm is really what makes the job interesting um another exhibit we did that was great fun because of the interest in public art and murals we identified um 
about 25 blank walls in High Point that could accommodate mm. a mural. Mm-hmm. And so we put them out there, put the word out there, and got mural artists from all over the region to participate. So we gave them a wall, a picture of a wall. They designed something. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, photoshopped them all together, blew them up poster size, and then exhibited that. Uh, mm-hmm. And it just got a lot of interest in what could be. Mm-hmm. So I think part of what we want to do is just open people's eyes to what could be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let, let's help people imagine and think broadly and think differently and outside the box. And um, yeah. I think that's, you know, it's essential to mm-hmm. to what we're about and to what what the city wants us to do. Yeah, I mean, exercising that muscle of being able to have some vision of seeing what's not yet there. I mean, when we're talking about revitalizing a city and transforming spaces, um, it just, yeah, it takes a lot of that creative vision, whether, you know, if art can help to unlock that for us, Mm -hmm. because I think for most of us in our day to day that we we're not trained to think that way, right? Yeah, we're not we're not trained to see those blank canvases as as opportunity, I guess, like some artists are. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned I lost count five or six different media <laughs> um, in just the galleries and exhibitions that you've you've done recently. What are some of those opportunities class wise for people coming in? What are some of those different media that they can work within and learn about? Yeah, well, you name it, we can do it. You know, we've done, we're doing acrylics, oils, drawing, printmaking, collage, um, and exciting thing coming uh, is our clay studio. uh, Oh, talk about that. Which we are sitting in right now. Um, We um, have actually, it was very much in the plan when we did our, when we did our plan here, we are wired for three kilns, and we're, you know, we're vented to, to accommodate all of that. Uh, so we are in the process now of ordering kilns and wheels and uh, awesome. all the equipment that goes into a clay studio. And um, I think there's a lot of interest in that. Yeah. Uh, there's really not a facility like this in High Point um, to do that. So it's probably the thing we get as many questions about as any is, when's it coming? I want to get my hands into the clay. <laughs> I've, looked, I've looked for a studio around here because I did some ceramics in college. And yeah. that's one of those things where if you don't have you don't have the space and you don't have the budget, it's going to be a really hard hobby for you to pursue without a space like this. I just, I love the um, accessibility that this right. space is providing to dabble in arts that could be kind of have a high threshold to entry from a price point. But I think in terms of skill and talent, it's an easy entry. Right. Because, you know, we'll do hand building classes. Okay. uh, And we'll do classes with wheels where you're really, you know. So you don't, there'll be an entry level for anyone who wants to participate. And so we're excited to get that going. That'll be for kids and adults. You know, we want to continue to grow our classes and our offerings and uh, to see what the market will bear. We want to bring more people here. Uh, We want to continue our outreach in the community, of course, but Mm -hmm. we want to, you know, bring more people in in our doors. So we're doing everything we can just to have events and opportunities for people to come in. And uh, we want to collaborate, you know, with a small organization like ours. The more we can collaborate, 
the better. Mm -hmm. um, we want to be good community partners in that regard. We've got the ARC fundraiser, which we've been hosting for years. We'll be here with us this year in uh, in November, and uh, that's great. They they bring their artists and uh, have a great fundraiser every year. Can you talk a little bit more about um, your partnership with the ARC? Because another one of the brand values that we're so excited about uh, promoting in the city is that kindness and inclusivity. So can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the partnerships at TAG or with uh, other organizations that kind of foster that spirit of kindness and inclusivity in the arts in High Point? Yeah, so um, our... Um probably longest ongoing relationship is with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater High Point. And we have done after school classes. Uh, this summer, we've done four weeks of summer camps, one week each location. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, we uh, have collaborated with the uh, Millis Regional Health Center mm -hmm. with our local hospital. Uh, we do field trips they bring they bring in a lot of field trips, and we have some curriculum based activities that we do on a regular, ongoing basis. Um, for example, if they're if they're studying the skeleton and the bone structure, we'll go in and with the kids and make clay bones and, and that sort of yeah, thing. Awesome. So it's something that's tangible, yeah. something relating to, to what they're what they're doing there. Um, and we've worked through communities and schools uh, and some mm -hmm. after school art clubs uh, at Northwood and some. And some other schools, uh, as I said, the fundraiser with the ARC. Uh, we always participate in Uptown Holiday Stroll, mm -hmm. um, and we did a Harvest Fest at the uh, library mm -hmm. for uh, Open Door, I think. Uh, so we're very much it's about. It's a long list. <laughs> we're trying to, you know, we want to be a good yeah. community partner. Um, there's a a group that's meeting now uh, on a monthly basis of all the merchants. Uh -huh. In, out and around High Point, including Uptown High Point and all around this this district here, trying to figure out how do we work together, how do we promote each other, how do we collaborate, and so I, I mean, there's just this synergy right now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of new stuff going on, and yeah. we're all in the same boat. And how yeah. do we, if you have an event here, how do we connect and get people from your place to ours mm -hmm. and so, you know, they're starting social Saturdays and we have the, the social district. And mm -hmm. uh, so there's a, there are a lot of opportunities for new collaborations and we are wide open to whatever that might look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest changes we've seen mm -hmm. uh, in High Point is just that sense of collaboration that, mm -hmm. you know, the, the space itself fosters that, right? You finally have this kind of critical mass of people that are, downtown in uptown they're getting connected and now it's like all right how do we how do we take this thing that has started and really double down and grow yeah it? And, it, and it's a high point native you know i've seen the ups and downs and the false starts you know dewani yeah. came in and everybody got all excited and it kind of fizzled but it planted a lot of seeds and right. all those seeds are really taking root yeah. now and uh it's it's a unique time uh from my mm -hmm. vantage point of being here a long time and seeing these collaborations and, and all this new activity going on. I mean, it's really exciting. I mean, we've had, we've had Rachel Collins and Julie Hill on mm -hmm. the show and, you know, they speak to the idea that we have all of these players from a business perspective mm -hmm. and from a private public 
philanthropic sector kind of coming together. But it feels like even beyond that, we have all of these players at the table from business and arts and education, like all those pieces that make a community successful. And so many of them are housed right here in this building. And so I think that that's, it's a, it's a neat time to be able to kind of and that's be a, part of it. It's a big part of why we wanted to be here, mm. uh, to be in a location with higher visibility, mm-hmm. easy access, right by the stadium, right by the food hall. Right, right at Earl's Landing. Every, yeah. <laughs> so everything's, everything, this is kind of, things are happening the way the city intended with the mm-hmm. Catalyst Project. Mm-hmm. You know, you build the stadium. It's not really about baseball. Right. It's about all this other stuff that takes place. Baseball's doing great. Yeah. Soccer's coming on yeah. strong. So that's an addition. Um, but everything's growing, apartments, a hotel, mm-hmm, some more mm-hmm. parking, it's all. So you come back in five years, it's going to be dramatically different. So yeah. I think I think the groundwork for everybody to you know work together is really being laid. Absolutely. Well. You know, Jeff, the podcast uh, is, is High Point's Voices Discovered, and that's really what both High Point Discovered and the Congdon Family Foundation wants to do is elevate those voices of people like yourself doing such good work in High Point to uh, to make it better and to, to build that revitalization and community effort. So we love to ask our guests, you know, Whose voice in High Point do you think people should hear more of? Great question. Um, <clears throat> I have two answers. One is personal. One's kind of more general. Um, I would love to hear what my father would have to say about this. Mm-hmm. My father had a long and healthy life till almost 102. He died about five years ago. But he was a big uh, proponent of High Point, loved High Point, and uh, uh just a big advocate of everything going on. And I would love to hear his perspective mm-hmm. uh, of what, how he would see everything. He would be so excited and happy uh, and cheering everybody on. Yeah. Uh, he was such a big mentor to so many yeah. of the people who made this work happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's um, incredible. But on a more, in a more general term, you know, I think we really need to hear from the up and comers. You know, I'm on the, that end of my career, you know, we need to hear from the, the people in their, their 20s, the 30s, the 40s, uh, the up and coming leaders. And what's what I tell my board, my younger board members all the time. If, if you want TAG to be successful, if you if this is a value to you, you have to take ownership. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just for TAG, it's for everything in the city. The younger generations have to they have to take the ball and run with it. Mm. And, um, you know, we need the voices of diversity included in all that. And it's one thing I love about this whole complex and what I see and with our audiences, much more diversity. It's, it's so healthy and it's such a great thing for the community that everybody has, you know, the opportunity to express themselves and be a, a part involved. So uh, really, I'm not sure who the leaders are, I, I mean, we have a lot of great involvement Yeah, and we just need to, we need to foster that. You know, we need to be mentors and we need to encourage and, and, uh, and, and encourage them to take ownership mm-hmm. of, uh, of what we have. Cause it's, you know, we're all just trustees. We're, you were stewards of, mm-hmm. of what, what we have here and we just pass it on. So we need to, we need to encourage that kind of ownership, I think. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that sense of 
responsibility to our community, right? That it takes all of us kind of pulling in the same direction to make this stuff happen. And um, just thankful that you took some time to talk to us and yeah. tell us a little bit about TAG because it's such a great space and such a great mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see so many people from kind of all walks of life coming in here and mm-hmm. exercising their creative brain. And then they go out and they help us think creatively as a community. About well, how we're we thrilled to be together. here and uh, want to encourage everyone to participate and get involved. And, um, you know, we have a brand new website that uh, hopefully will continue to inform the community with everything that's currently going on. That's great. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Well, that was good stuff. Yeah. I totally love talking to Jeff and hearing his story and hearing his passion. Uh, and that space, like, you've got to come experience the space. Like, that's where the magic is happening. Like, mm-hmm. we've encouraged people before to come to the commons and get a cup of coffee at Lil's and then step outside, turn to your left, walk through the glass doors. Mm-hmm and you'll be attacked mm-hmm. and you just got to experience it and the shows are changing all the time um i love the space and their website newly redesigned mm-hmm. is a place where you can go sign up for classes see what classes are happening um and i know we're a little ways from summer but their summer camps are awesome mm-hmm. my daughter is a big fan of is tag she? summer camps oh that. yes we have her whole dresser is covered in the creations of Tag Summer Camp's past. That inspiring so. creatives at a young age in High Point. That's right. Love that. Well, thank you, Joe, for being here and today. You, Hannah. Thank you to Jeff Horney for speaking with us on all the magic happening at Tag. And thank you, as always, to our producers at Captivate Media. We are so excited uh, to keep keep the fun rolling. So thank you to our listeners. Don't forget to subscribe uh, to High Point Discovered on all platforms to get more. And uh, in the meantime, get ready to hear more Voices Discovered in High Point. <laughs>